Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. This is a version of the Armor Education Series. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. And today we're going to talk about the number one reason I book a gain on a day trade. I'm going to share a little secret with you. Okay? Um, I'm also going to go over rule number 10 on the armor investing rules of the road because we have two trades from last week that personify this rule. And so it's worth looking at again. Couple ground rules. Armor stands for algorithmic risk management research. All the information I'm providing to you, I use in my own personal portfolio and for clients I manage money for through our interactive brokers relationship. Armor insiders, can dive deeper into what we're doing by subscribing to the Armor Report. You guys who are insiders already know this. It's thearmorreport.com. You can find it right down here, a link to it. Take a look. Um, we have live Slack chat all day long about trades I'm involved in, talking amongst ourselves, building a real community of Armor insiders. Thanks for being there, guys. I'm really enjoying it, and it really helps me become a better trader myself a better investor myself. It makes me focus. I love it. Um, okay. I'm not telling you guys how to trade, right? I don't know you. I can't possibly tell you what stocks to buy. So this is an education series. I'm sharing with you what it is I do and how it helps me. And I hope it helps you. Um, the first thing I want to discuss today is rule number 10 off of the armor Investing Rules of the Road list. Now, Armor Insiders, you can find this list on the website. Drill down into the Armor Report. You'll see the Armor Investing Rules of the Road. Click on it. I got a whole bunch of rules. I'm building this list to pass on to my children. I have a six-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. My daughter dressed me today. How do you like it? She picked pink. Walked into the closet said, Dad, this is what you're wearing today. I say, hashtag living the quarantine life. <laughs> anyway, it could have been a lot worse. I like this shirt. Um, I digress. Clearly, it's been a long, long day. Thanks for bearing with me. Um, on this list is rule number 10. And the rule states, I'm not going to read it word for word. I'm just going to share with you the essence. It states that I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't come into today's trading thinking about successes and failures from yesterday. I don't care what stocks I lost money on or made money on. That has nothing to do with my choices today. So I come in, start my day. I look at the armor whiteboard. I look at the top of the whiteboard. What are the names I want to focus on and which ones demand my attention? And then I just execute 
ruthlessly, right? Blinders on. It's not easy to do, guys. It's hard to do. You lose some money on a stock yesterday. You come in today and you think, I don't know, you think something ridiculous like the stock's got it out for you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't know you. It doesn't care about you. Okay? It's not, it's not a human like that. It's just a stock. It's prices. It's a bunch of humans figuring out the, you know, where the buyers and sellers come together. That's it. Don't make it bigger than it is. So I come in each day and I say, here's the stocks I care about. Which one should I own? So let's go look at the chart because I think it, it behooves us to take a peek at this trade from last week. Okay, you're looking at a chart of Kirkland Lake Gold. This is a daily chart. I'm going to shrink it down so you can see why we're there, right? There's a long-term uptrend in Kirkland, okay? We're buying the gap below the trend, the gap back above the trend, okay? It's an island reversal. I love that type of a trade. There's the island, the gap down and the gap up. This is a little island of trading all to itself. This is trapping the shorts, if there are any, if they just got trapped, you know, theoretically. So this first green arrow is the day we bought it. Okay, now I have different stop losses. You all know how this works. Those of you who are new, let me explain. We have three stops. So when we take a position and we want to protect principal, so our principal protection stop, this is not a trailed stop. That's a profit protection stop. Next week, Monday, 4.30, I'm going to break down for you how we view trailed stops, how we set them up, and the different choices that you have. Okay? So for today, it's profit protection. There's three exits. The low of the day we bought it, L-O-D-B, low of the day we bought it. The low of the move we're buying, L-O-M-B. The low of the structure, L-O-S-B. So let's go look at it again. So clearly the low of the day we bought, if we were using that, what we're looking for is if it closes below the low, didn't close below there, didn't close below the low there, there, closes below the, the day we bought it. All right, I held it one more day because I was using the low of the structure we bought, which is back, I should say the low of the move we bought, which was back here, okay? So a little bit lower. I wanted it to close a little bit lower. All right, so the next day it took me out. Took me out of my stop the next day. I want you to know I thought about it hard that night. I think it might have been a Friday, was it? Friday? No. No, it wasn't. I thought about it hard that night. And I said, if I'm being honest with myself, when the market's closed, I look at that chart pattern. The low of the structure I'm buying is the correct stop there. It's a more painful stop. It's $2 away. Let's take a look. Okay? So what I'm saying is the real stop should have been down here. If it closes below the low of this day, I need to be out, which is below $25. And the truth be told, I had too big of a position on to stand a loss of another couple of dollars on the position. So I exited the position. So this takes us back to position sizing. To use the right stop, you need to have the right position size. I didn't have it, right? I had too much on, so I couldn't use that structured stop. There's different ways to use stops. 
I could have sold a third, a third, a third, which means I would have still been in a third of my position, right? If you sell a third at the LODB, a third at the LOMB, and a third at the LOSB, you would have still had a third of your position on KL. Okay? I didn't do that, though. I got out of the position. So I woke up the next morning. I looked at the trade, and I realized that the low of the structure I bought was the real stop I should be using. And I bought the stock back first thing in the morning. I mean, literally when the stock started trading. Okay. And as you can see, it's gone up that day and the next two days since. And now we're making money on the whole position. Okay. I didn't care that I lost money the day before. I didn't care that it upset me or whatever. It was disappointing. Those are all emotions. Those are all ego. That's got nothing to do with investing. But it catches all of us, right? I mean, it got me out. I, I was afraid. I didn't want to lose any more money. I had to get out. Okay, it's okay to make that decision and think about it. Then you have to realize what's the correct stop there and what do I want to do with this position? And so for me, I put it back on and we're making money. Let's move to the next idea, Teva Pharmaceutical. Now, in this case, it's a little bit different. We booked a profit on Teva. Okay. Here's the example on Teva. Now, this is a beautiful double bottom, long-term uh, um, uh, play here. We're looking at a company that's in the process of a massive turnaround, and we think they're going to be successful. On top of that, we have the bonus that this company produces chloroquine. So it's a reason for Wall Street to reevaluate Teva. And I believe as they reevaluate Teva, they're going to discover Hey, they like the turnaround story. This is real. It's going to help the stock. All right. So we were long the stock right in here, the first arrow, $7.17. And we sold it right here, $7.53. We made some money. The very next day, the stock blew out two days in a row. Bang, bang. And it made me reassess what I was doing. Why did I sell it out $7.53? I raised my stop. And I'll go over this next week with you. Raise stops and trail stops are all profit protection stops. So when a stock goes up enough, I start raising my stops. And what I realized on Teva is that I got taken out too soon. It happens. It's okay. I don't ever mind booking a profit. But it's still at the top of my whiteboard. And so I watch it trade for a couple of days and realize I need to get back in. Okay, and so there we are buying it on Friday um, early in the morning. And of course, we're making money again on the stock. Okay, so I just wanted to go over those two trades with you. Sometimes you'll see insiders when you watch us add or remove names from the armor portfolios. It doesn't mean when we remove it that we don't like the company anymore. It could very well just mean a stop has been hit. And sometimes we have to reassess to put the position back out, particularly so in this stock market where the market's moving 5 to 10% a day. So normal stops that might not get triggered in, a, in some markets are getting blown through in this market, right? So it makes stops very difficult. So you have to be nimble. Okay? So... Just wanted to share those two thoughts with you. Those of you who are Armor Insiders and joining me on the Slack chat throughout the day, you see me 
trading, you know, I just want to share with you guys, that's a lot more trading than I normally do. I'm not really out there trading every day. It's just this market that we're in is creating huge opportunities throughout the day. And so I'm day trading more often. And sometimes I get tripped out of stops. And I have to reposition. When you get into that nice bull market that lasts for you know, a while, it, this becomes a lot easier. You put positions on, stops don't get hit. They start moving higher. You raise stops at the right level. But the volatility being X, you're able to understand where your stop should be so you don't get triggered unless you have to be. In this market, volatility is three times that, five times. I can't even figure out, quite frankly, what the correct stop should be on a lot of these names. And so sometimes I start and stop. Uh, I mean, not, that's not the right correct word. Sometimes I get tripped out and have to you know, uh, um, reposition. And that's why rule number 10 is so important. You got to come in each day, look at the names in your bullpen and make the decisions for the top day you're dealing with and forget about what happened yesterday. You know what they say about the best goaltenders in the NHL? They have no memories, right? They let up seven goals one night. They come out the next night and have a shutout. It's because they don't think about it. And that's what we all have to do when we're investing. All right. Um, don't forget, if you like this, give me a thumbs up. Subscribe if you want. I'm going to get rid of those. All right. Now, let's get to um, – this is, this is my favorite reason to book a game on a day trade. Okay, um, let's be honest. There are many reasons to book gains. There's many triggers to get long. We could spend hours talking about day trading. So for today, I'm just going to share one thing that I do when I'm day trading. Let me say two things before I get involved. Number one, this doesn't work every day. Nothing works every day. Nothing's 100%. This has just made me a much better trader. And so I'm sharing it with you and I hope it helps you. Um, number two, well, let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into it. But just wanted to share that with you. Obviously not everything works all the time. So um, I guess number two is let's set the, the playground, see what you guys are looking at. I'm talking about trades where you're already making money. So this is not about how to buy a stock. This is not about a trigger of why do I get long a day trade? We can address that on future episodes. Today, it's just let's all pretend we're in a great trade and we're making money. Now, where do we sell it? Here comes the answer. Write this down. You're not going to believe how simple this is. I've tried all kinds of things right? All kinds of things. And what helped me the most is something ridiculously simple. It's the three bar move. It's the three bar reverse. Maybe you can call it that. The three bar reverse. And the best thing to do is to look at what I'm talking about. So I'm going to show you a chart of the NASDAQ 100. Okay. Here's a chart of the NASDAQ 100. Let's go to a day trading chart. In a second. Hello.
Well, that's annoying. Hang on a second, guys. We're a bit frozen, and I can't show you a thing. How annoying is that? Hold on a second. Here it comes. All right. Take a look at this. I'm going to go show you a day where I'm trading. We're going to get to today in a minute. But I'm just going to show you this. These are trades I was involved in last week. All right. I want to highlight for you this trade right in here. Whoops. Hang on a second, guys. Technical difficulties. Please stand by. All right. Here's the trade. We step into the trade. We're out. We're out right in here. Let me just set it up for you. Okay. So we step into the trade right here. One, two, three. So first of all, the market sells off in the morning. When it closes above the VWAP, and I'm going to get to VWAPs in a minute, which is this black dotted line, we get long the asset. That's a trigger for us. Okay, so we're long right here on the triple Qs. What I want you to notice is how when it goes up, it has only one or two negative bars, these red bars in a row. It just goes and goes and goes. So our first sell signal, the reason we sell, one, two, three. We are out at the end of this bar of all or part of our position, depending on how we're trading that day. Okay? I'm going to go over more examples of this for you. But what I'm saying is when you get your trigger, you get on a trade, it starts to go, I submit to you that you will not find more than two negative bars in a row as you're making your money. And when you get three negative bars in a row, it's time to book profits or take the whole position out. It depends on how you want to trade. Some guys just book 100% of their gains there. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I book half my gains, look for other exits. But this works so often for me that more and more often I end up booking all my gains around that price. Either I book it all at once or I book some, see how it trades for a bar or two, and I'm usually banging out of the rest. Take a look at this, okay? Notice how that was literally the top of the day. It rallied back up there, but it never went higher, right? Let's go look at this day. Let's go look at the next day. Check this out. Same, same day, same trade. Same trade. Right? Here's the bar that takes us back above the VWAP. And there's the three bars that get you out. There's the bar above the VWAP. And you could say there was a bar here above the VWAP. You could, you could try that trade. I don't trade every bar above the VWAP. We're not talking triggers right now. I can explain to you later why I would choose one bar over the other. We'll do that on, a, on another video. But for now, let's just look at how this works. Up bar. Now look, one bar down, one bar, but always sandwiched between winning. Here's two down bars, a down bar. No, no, no. All the way up. Three down bars in a row. The whole move is over. The market imploded the rest of the day. Now, you, you might say to me, Brett, I don't want to give up all those gains for three bars down. In that case, you're right. 
On that trade, it was three big down bars in a row. But what I wanted to show you is how obvious it is that the move is over. And it was just death the rest of the day. I don't only use this as a way to sell. I use other things on the way up as targets. But what usually gets me out of my position completely is three bars against. Look at this again. Okay. I'm in the position here. It's running. It's running. Now, you can see all these different lines in here are Fibonacci extensions above the opening range. Right? So very often, I'll book profits on extension lines. I'll book profits when we get these wavy lines here above and below the VWAP are the standard deviations, one, two, and three. So sometimes I'll let some stock go. When we get to a Fibonacci and we're above the third standard deviation, I'll let it go. I'll sell some. But this three-bar sell-off told me I had to be out of the rest of my position. Now, let me just tell you a couple things about this chart setup. Um, it's a little different than you may be using. I've, did, I've done extensive research on day trading, right? All of this comes from algorithms. This is what you're looking at, all those lines and all the things I'm using. That's an algorithm I've written, okay, for day trading. And it's a, it, it incorporates volatility, top day and multi-day. So there's a lot that goes into it. So all of those lines, what I call the armor VWAP, that black dotted line, it's um, a volume-weighted average price infused with volatility components. And um, the, the code to write it is, you know, hundreds of lines long. It's not, it's not just a couple of tweaks. Um, but for, for you, if you're using something just off the shelf, you could still use the same type of technique, right? Look at where the VWAP is, just a traditional VWAP. Know what the volume-weighted average price is. Find out when it's three standard deviations above that. Then you know, hey, I've been making a lot of money on this trade, and I'm way, way, I'm getting farther and farther away from reality. We're talking about the NASDAQ 100 right now. So three standard deviations away from the VWAP for the Qs might work. It does work. For an individual stock, for a small cap stock, it might be six standard deviations. I don't know. You'd have to look at the stock and see, go back and look through history, write an algorithm ideally, and figure out what's the right standard deviation that works to tell you you're too far away from the VWAP, and then look for the mean reversion trade. But for today's conversation, what I wanted to share with you is the three bars against rule is, is one of my favorite ways to exit a position and book a profit on a trade. And it works in both directions the shorts as well as the longs. Although I often cover shorts a lot faster because that three bars against on a short side can blow you out of the water. Um, so I'm, I'm usually a little bit faster. Um, but anyway, guys, that's, that's my thought for you today. Now let's look at today's trade because I want to show you how it doesn't work, right? This doesn't always work. Obviously, I think you guys are, you guys are, um, grown up enough to know not everything works, but I think it's important to look at today's trade so that you can see how it doesn't work. Okay. So here, how will we trade today? First of all, it's the same trigger today. We're below the VWAP and it pops above the VWAP, right? That's right in here. That looks like a 945, 10 o'clock. You can get long right there. I didn't do that trade today. I wish I did. Wish I did. Okay, travels up. Now, 
right now, right here, one, two, three bars against, you'd be out right there. Okay. So that doesn't work today. You have a nice trade, you'd make money, but then the market consolidates, breaks out all over again and keeps on running. But if you'll notice though, when it starts to go up again, you don't have three bars against all the way up in here until maybe right there is a little tiny one, but you need some extension to the downside to really count that. Right here, I would say, is where you would get out of that trade. And then again, it sets up and skyrockets again. So look, nothing works all the time. Today was a unique day. It's a 7% up day on the averages, which is enormous and totally not normal and completely, you know, uh, on the tail of the, of the bell curve, right? So um, things I share with you about day trading or regular trading that have a statistical probability component based on algorithms will not work on a day like today because this is outside the realm. You know, when you're writing algorithms and you're um, building strategies, very often you cut off the tails because you don't want it to skew the data that you're dealing with 90% of the time. Like a day like today completely skews the data. Days don't normally act like today, right? So I don't care about today's trading. I want 90% of the time, how does the market behave? And I want to build a strategy and a system that benefits from that, right? Every now and then you walk into a day like today and you could have put your trade on, had three bars against, booked some profit, made some money today. Hey, it worked again. You made money again, right? Market went a lot higher. Okay, some days are like that. But I share that with you. I humbly offer this gift to you in your own day trading go look at this and see if it works i think it will now another caveat another thing to share with you this will work better the more liquid the asset is okay if you're trading some type of small cap tiny stock or even a even a larger cap stock with wild volatility Three bars against might not work as well. It'll still help you book profits, and the stock, I think, will consolidate, and then maybe it blows out again, just like today's action, because that might be more normal for an individual stock that's not as liquid. But when you're trading the big stocks and you're trading the indexes, three bars against is a winner, and I hope it helps you. All right, I'll, ask, I'll answer some questions before we go. Um, Ken, if you're not on Slack chat, I sent you, I thought I sent you a, a, um, an invite. If not, I'll send you another one so you could be on tomorrow. Okay. I'll take care of that. Um, still holding indices ETF. I'm not sure that question, Thomas. I'm not sure what you're asking me, but I don't have any ETFs right now in the portfolio. All stocks, the things that I own are individual stocks. Right, how do you decide whether to pull out at the LODBMB or SB? Great question, Brandon. Um, it comes down to a couple things. Personal preference. I'm sorry, that doesn't really help. But over time, you'll just find out which stops are more comfortable for you. Um, I suggest for somebody new to use a third, a third, a third rule to start getting comfortable. You might get cut out of some of your position, but still have enough when it starts to go up and realize, oh, that was the right stop. And if it ends up hitting the worst stop, you'll have gotten out a piece of piece and it won't be as painful. So that's probably the best way to start 
for somebody new. Um, they're, they're all, they're all different. It's, 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 it's really personal preference. When I look at that KL chart, I love Island reversals. And so I really don't want to be out of KL as long as it stays above the low of the structure, which is that Island, you know? So on a case by case basis, I know you're an insider, so it's best if you were to, if you want, work with me one-on-one. You have a question on a position you have, let me know, and I'll tell you what's my favorite of the three for that particular structure. And over time, you'll just get used to it, okay? Um, do you update your stop positions on the ARM portfolio like trailing stops? Uh, I don't need to update them, okay? They, those, pro, those principal protection stops, they're in. They don't change. Now, as we start making money, you're asking me, do I add trailed stop numbers? I have not done that yet. One reason is, it, it's a, again, it's a personal thing. If you're a swing trader and you're looking for shorter-term gains, your trailed stop has to be higher, more, a tighter stop. If you're a long-term investor, you're trying to build in positions you can hold three, four, five years then it's going to be a completely different trailed stop and a different psychology. So I'll go over that more next week when we talk about trailed stops. All right. Um, what minute charts? Great question, Mr. C. Great question. I forgot to tell you guys that, and that's a great um, question. I've, I've looked at all different kinds of minutes, and at the end of the day, what was most effective for me in my whether it be day trading or I use these day trading charts to accumulate positions and stocks that I'm investing in over time. I still don't want to overpay for it, even if I'm investing over time. So I'm always looking to get an edge for my cost. So I never want to pay three standard deviations above the VWAP. I'd always like to pay below it. And then I want to know, I want to know I might be trying to accumulate a stock for a while below the VWAP, but when things change, right? And maybe trade above the VWAP. I'm just going to take that position and finish out my port, my, my position for an investment, not just day trading. So I use three minute bars and I really don't want to share that with you guys. So I hope you keep that between us. Three minute bars. Most people think one minute, two minute, five minute, 10 minute, three minute bars. That's the secret for me. I will, it's, it completely changed my success rate when I started using three-minute bars. I can't tell you why, but when I wrote the algos and ran it against all different types of uh, minutes for bars, that was the one that was most effective for me. And so when I say the opening range, I'm looking at three-minute bars, and I look at the 15-minute opening range. And then I start building my um, – um, or to say the algorithm starts building our Fibonacci extensions in either direction, Okay. I can't believe you got that out of me. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, what's the time of your bar? Okay, uh, 15 minutes. Everyone's asking me. So you guys got that. Three minutes. Chart said three minutes. Well done. All right. What a uh, um, You're welcome. Hope you enjoy. All right, guys, I guess that's it for today. I just wanted to share that with you. Use it on your own and let me hear some feedback of how it goes for you. This three bars against 
when you're in a trade that's running, let it run. Don't forget, you've got to make as much money as you can on your successful trades if you want to increase your net worth over time. You can't be cutting your winners too quick. So if you find you're doing that, maybe you want to wait for that three bar against. And it might keep you in a trade a lot longer. And then when you get that three bar against, you can exit. All right. So I hope that helps you guys out. Um, could you could you readdress ATR? You touched this up next time. Oh, Ken, I will. Uh, the average true range is another another um, uh, tool we use on in our algorithms. The average true range for the day. Now you could find ATRs on a on a um, most charting softwares. We'll we'll share with you the the ATR, the average true range. The one I'm working with, as usual, it's part of the Armor Algo. So I've I take all of these um, um, traditional tools that you can get off the shelf in a charting software program, and I infuse it with volatility for top day and multi-day. And I think it's a little more, I mean, it is, it's more effective. But even if you just use what's off the shelf, it'll make you a better trader. Okay, it doesn't have to be exactly what I'm working with. Um, so the average true range is literally over a certain period of time, and you can mess around with that to figure out what works for you. Over a certain period of time, what's the average true range of the stock? And there's an average true range high and an average true range low. And when it gets to those, the theory is the move should be over for the day on average. Now, today, obviously, the, the markets blew out above the average true range. So, um, Today's not a good example of that, but you'll see on many days that you'll come right down to the ATR and then rip back to the VWAP by the end of the day. It's one of my favorite trades, right? Because it's very tight stop loss. If it breaks down below the ATR, I'm done. But if it holds that ATR and sets up a structure that looks like a launching pad, I put the trade on for the move back to the VWAP and sometimes above the VWAP. Um, so anyway, we can talk about that another time, but I hope that answers your question. All right. Thanks so much for being here. If you enjoyed it, give me the thumbs up. I appreciate that. I'll see you guys again on Wednesday at 430. Who knows what the topic is? <laughs> Shout out a couple of questions and some comments down here after this is over of what you want to talk about on Wednesday. And I'll look into it, see if we can't add it to the conversation. Okay, guys, take care. Oh, Brandon, what period do I put my ATR? That's all part of the secret sauce, my friend. <laughs> it, it's, it's an algorithm that incorporates top day and multi-day volatility to create the ATR. So um, the periods change depending on the volatility that we're seeing is the only way I can answer that question. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs>